to you. Wait, hold on. That doesn't have the energy. Welcome to this. Welcome to this show, everybody. This is a grand old day, and this is two thumbs undecided. I say. Uh, thank you. That was a poem by a small uh, boy who uh, lives. Uh, in a box on the side of the street. It's a very big box. Actually, it's more of a house. Uh, but he wanted me to read that poem because he's a huge fan of the show. Uh, uh, by the way, everybody, I'm Zachary Ferguson of Two Thumbs Undecided. And to my super right is Sam Ferguson, uh, who's also a co-host. Sam and I, we don't, you know what? Sam and I, we get fan art, but only in one form, fan poems. People love to write poems about us. I uh, I have another one here that just rhymes uh, Sam and I's name to butter, different kinds of butter. It's like Sam loves uh, butter. He's like rubber. Zach's like butter because he's no dumber. It's a it's a really nice poem. Although, did you see the uh, the? I mean, jumping into the into the 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 world today. Uh... There, did you see the poem by um this Amanda uh Amanda Gorman uh, from I, the inauguration? I haven't. All I heard was that apparently it doesn't rhyme. Oh my god! That's all you heard from that's it? All, no, that's all I've heard about it. Uh, but I also heard it was very good. Can hmm. you can you read a little bit of it? I I can't read a little bit of it. I don't have it in front of me, but. I Oh, actually Also, I, no, I feel I, like you should just I, No, I do have it. Can I just read a little section from it? Sure, go ahead. All right, so this is a little bit of the poem from Amanda uh what's her last name? Amanda Gorman. Yes. Here's an excerpt from the beginning of Amanda Gorman's um poem from the inauguration. Joe Biden is so cool. He really knows he does not drool. Dr. Jill Biden does surgery on the minds of the children who are in schoolery. They remind me too much of Two Thumbs Undecided. It is the greatest Bosnian podcast. Greatest. I knowiest. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are as cool as that. You should listen to it on Sundays at 11. And at people don't really talk about that part that much. I, I hope that uh, people listen to the second stanza. Uh, I feel like more people are referring to uh, everything else that she she mentioned. But her her um her background. I didn't realize this, but um one of the reasons she was chosen besides being a great uh, poet uh, is um she also used to have a speech impediment. Uh, as like Biden did when he was like that he had like a stuttering thing, so she had a speech impediment problem, and she was able to overcome it. And I was thinking they should make a King speech, but make it a poet speech, make like a sequel. They should make another another movie like King speech, but about her. Mm. And she just swears a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's but it, yeah, a lot of a lot of it's just swearing. Um. Remember but, how that uh, won the Oscar, and that was like such a big movie back in the day. Never seen it, yeah, by the way. Never seen it. The was King definitely, 
it was definitely one of those movies that were won the Oscar and was like huge at the time, but um was has I would say faded, but it's it's still uh it's not it's not timeless, I think. It's like although it's I do like a, it's like a blip in pop culture where like, oh remember that movie where Colin Firth swears a bunch? Uh, Although yeah, what's the funny. what's the director's name again? He also did Cats. Oh, uh, Tom Hooper. Right? Tom Hooper. Yeah. So he yeah, Tom Hooper was the director. And I remember seeing the movie and just being like, oh, boy, this is you. Uh, I loved it because I was really into I still am to a degree. Uh, I loved like negative space and like having actors heads put into like the corners of screens and things and like, you know, doing something more interesting than just shot reverse shot. And I was like, this is amazing. I love this kind of like shot stuff. Uh, and I was like, I, if someone asked me, I would say my favorite director at the time was Tom Hooper. Because also he did Les Mis, and I really liked Les Mis. I was not um, like I was not really blown away by Les Mis. That's why I was kind of like, well, you don't really like musicals that much. No, that is a hundred percent untrue. What are you talking about? I love musicals. I love, love, love musicals. I love them. Yeah, I actually I, I've uh, said on this podcast I love it in TV shows when they randomly break out into song. I um. Anyways, Tom Hooper. Uh, there's a lot to get to. Let's 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 get to some of the the news. I mean, there's a lot of things. Uh, big news that happen is uh, uh famed uh, broadcaster Larry King uh, died today. Yeah. yeah, just now. Uh, well, maybe not now, now, but just I guess this morning, um, or late last night. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, fairly recently. Uh, so recent that it is probably a lot of people don't know about it now, but people probably know about it when they're listening to it. Um, cause we're recording this the Saturday, Saturday before it airs. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, uh, he died of, of COVID though, apparently, which is really sad. Uh, I mean, sad in general when someone dies, but, uh, you know, something that's a little bit more. Something that could have been stopped, you know? Um, and uh, I think maybe we should talk about some of our favorite Larry King moments. Yes, uh, uh, right off the, the park, um, my, one of yeah. my favorite Larry King moments in time uh, was when uh, Larry King mistakenly said that Jerry Seinfeld... Uh, quit or was fired from oh yeah (laughs) and then seinfeld was like what are you talking about larry king like i didn't quit it was the biggest show in the world i i know sorry like i didn't it didn't the network didn't stop me i stopped it and i think it is funny i think he was promoting b movie at the time oh (laughs) yeah besides you know comedians and cars getting coffee and such that's the only time we ever saw him out and about and it's funny too because Larry King, I'm pretty sure, is in the B movie. Yeah, no, he, he is. is. He's, yeah, he's like Larry B or something. He really has this like character. He was such a caricature, in which he, it, I mean, like uh, someone who's well known for being an interviewer, right? Is like someone who <sighs> you really have to have 
like such a level of of like I know this is bullshit. Like someone who like he's been doing this for so long, like being this this interviewer person. And he has he I feel like he knows this is all bu- bullshit and he speaks like it's bullshit, but he's still like it it's it's kind of he's a funny guy in that way. I don't know. I always like I think his most famous moments are the moments like that where he like asks a question that's kind of like <laughs> what are you asking me, Larry David? Like the one or not Larry David, Larry King. Larry David's a, is alive and well. Um there's the one interview with what's the who's the actor that plays Abed? What's his name? I I'm looking it up. Uh, but so I, you know the clip that I'm referring to. Yes, but explain so, it for the audience. Yeah, yeah. So this is, I mean, this just came out. Like, I, I mean, at least it just got popular. Um, they um, they oh, so so she's she's talking to 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 Larry King. And Larry King's asking, like, what's like, what's a fine, uh, uh, a, um, what's a luxury that you enjoy? And he's going off like normal things, like nice socks, uh, you know, nice gloves, nice, nice, you know, things that like anybody can, like normal people can enjoy. And then, and Larry, and Larry King keeps saying, like, these aren't luxuries. What are you talking about? And he's like, just give me something. And Larry King says, um, a private plane. And the actor who plays Abed just looks at him and is just like. I'm on DuckTales. And then it became this meme Danny, of just like... Uh, Pooty, by the way, is his name. D- uh, Danny Pooty. Danny Pooty. Yeah. Great actor. Uh, it's crazy with DuckTales. I mean, it just recently got canceled, but how many comedians, like pretty notable comedians. I guess it's just Danny Pooty and um, um, the guy Schwartz. that played Sonic, well, Ben I Schwartz. Mean, no, and then Bobby Mahoyhan from SNL. Yeah. And then you also yeah. have David Tennant. And then you have yeah. uh, uh, one of the you have uh, a famous woman who plays a ukulele. Uh, she was oh on yeah yeah, Hope. yeah 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 she was on Raising Hope. Um, I forget her with name. the bad teeth on Raising wow, Hope. Wow. Okay. I, no, that oh, wait, was one of was her characters. Her character? like, like she that had, was like, dead not teeth? her. She had a dead tooth. She yeah, one of her like her tooth was dead. I do. I think know, that was from Raising Hope. I think that was Raising Hope because honestly, that's uh, besides her stand like her. Uh, artist background, like her musical background. That's I remember her only from Raising Hope. Yeah. Um. But um. What was I going to say? Oh, oh but he, um. Uh, he uh, perished from uh, coronavirus, which is uh, yes. You don't yeah. hear a lot. Um. I'm also interested in your uh so Me? obviously ripped to to the the great uh Larry King uh you know he was he was always there. I feel like I mean in in my mind he's on the same plane as like the guy the uh, Trebek of just someone who's always been in my life representing this type of this type of uh uh kind of like dry comedy but is it's always doing always he's just always been there i don't know and it, it's like you look back on history and you see him in like the 70s doing this stuff and it's like wow yeah. um I, and so I, legend if i knew more about him i could probably be like oh yeah i remember that interview but he's uh he's just uh yeah he became a caricature of uh, there's also a great interview with mac miller i watched um where mac miller was just so excited to be there and he was just like i can't believe you're interviewing me and um 
What's a good? Yeah, I mean, he was Larry that King. level of like famous people were excited to be with him. Um, yeah, I, but yeah. I, anyways, I, I heard a story though about Larry King, uh, where apparently in his early days he was doing a radio show and like he was a disc jockey, and he got a call in between a song from a girl saying like, "Hey, my parents are at home. Come over," you know. So he rushes mm-hmm. out of the studio and, um, you know, does his fun times with a girl and he turns on the radio or something and it's like playing nothing or it's like scratching <laughs> or something like that. Where oh, he, like, my deal. Yeah, he majorly messed up, but to, you know, get laid. Essentially. Wow. That so, would give me but, so much anxiety. But that that also freaked me out because also I was like not freaked me out, but you know I now I it put images of you know Larry King having sex and hey I don't I don't mind those images. Okay, I just uh, you know, I imagine uh, who knows maybe he looked ripped back then. I love seeing old photos of like old, like young like old people because like whoa they were a a stunk house like a. Like a stink house back then. A, like, st- a stink house? Yeah, well. Is that a good thing? Well, I mean, sometimes if you call like, oh, that's stanky. Like, that's good, right? Ah, that's stank. That has some, st- that like, that has stank to it. So I feel like calling <laughs> someone a stink house. <laughs> Do you call people stink houses regularly? Is that a compliment that you give people? No, no, no. You're a not, stink house. No, not regularly. That's a good thing. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not regularly. It is. I have to really, <laughs> really mean it. Like, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day, he was a st- oh, he was a stink house. He just was a big pile of stink. <laughs> you heard it here uh, first, folks. Stink house is now the it's new good term house. to yeah, compliment. Because your house is Is the good house. Which is the present day version of stink. You know, like, oh, that has stink in it. No, you're you're stinking right now. That's present. You're a stink house. Speaking speaking of stink house, but also in terms of stink in the term that it used to mean in the 2010s, which was stinky is a bad thing. Uh-huh. Uh, what are your thoughts on this um this Bernie meme that's going around? I uh, do not like it. It has been overused and overplayed. And oh my goodness, please stop. Stop, stop. I just, I wake up and I see 50 different memes of it. And I'm not even seeing now, like, you know, self-meta memes of it. Like, people are still, like, usually at this point when a meme is super, like, super shared and, you know, people are now making gloves and, and art from it, usually there's a point where it, like, they do meta memes where, like, Bernie is looking at the, like something like that. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. It needs to get meta or else it's going to die pretty quickly. Although I Are do you want serious? to uh, I think it's like a it's like a supernova. I think it's self-perpetuating. Oh, die. Itself. I mean, I th- I I thought it was uh it was kind of dull to begin with. I mean, it's he was a, just It's just uh, a guy sitting there. I guess the main thing is he everyone else I I think what is the funniest part about it is that everyone else was dressed to the T. Like everyone was the fanciest they've ever been. Everyone had their nice dresses. Katy Perry was in this beautiful dress. I mean, everyone was in these beautiful outfits. Um, 
and he's dressed in the same i think it's also funny it's like he's dressed in the same coat that he wore with the one meme that he was just like i once again am asking for support or whatever um someone said like hey you only need one good coat right yeah that's all you need and um he he apparently has like was been asked later like you know you've become a meme now with this with this coat thing and he was he did he didn't understand because oh, I also oh, don't understand oh, I mean yeah oh okay oh but I think that's nice. I do want to give sorry <laughs> by the way I just want to let everybody know my Bernie Sanders impersonation is uh just my Robin Williams impersonation oh yes uh I think you uh, do I have a moment uh to spare. To look at me, I'm wearing the same coat. I don't Ooh, think that's. Uh, uh, yes, no, this is this is Robin Williams. I I think uh you should, everybody should uh give me socialism. That wasn't Bernie at all. <laughs> I don't know who you were doing. That was just, a man that is I very just... nervous about being here and is is. I just told you just that my trying... my, my Bernie Sanders. Is Robin Williams doing like? That's not even Robin Williams. Yes, it is. Okay. Oh, hey, oh, Camilla Harris. Oh, more, uh, more like. Uh, That's not Robin Williams. More like Lisa Simpson. All right. In the future. Oh, I, I wanna, I wanna give a shout out to um Naomi uh Uts, Utsu, uh, who was the Naomi Utsu. Naomi Utsu. Uh, what, what she, she created this. Me. She was the one that made the the first. Are she we got it doing popular. shout outs to meme creators? Is that what we've no, become? She didn't. She's the artist that made like she's Fuck a graphic you, designer. <laughs> what's wrong with giving an artist credit? I don't get what, what, the, do you what mean your deal is. I, what credit? What? I'm sorry. I. What? It, okay. Sh sorry. Go on. What's wrong with giving artists credit? He, okay. Maybe this is a thing that we should get into because I got into an argument with with. Olivia about this, who is the, the fifth thumb or whatever. Some we'll give her a name. Uh, she, um, but she created this, and Ariana Grande took this meme and uploaded it to her thing, uploaded it to her Instagram without giving credit to this Naomi person. Then uh, there's this other person named ne uh, uh, New York Nico. Who's like a big, uh, he's like the unofficial talent agent of New York or whatever. And he gives, likes to give artists credit. And he was just like, you, sh you should have given credit to this, to Naomi. Um, because I mean, she, like she was the one that created this thing and now it's, it's kind of boomed. What was the first, um, what was the first thing she did? Like, oh, I'm going to take Bernie Ash Sanders and put him in, I don't know, a concert place no it was it was a little bit more mundane I it was i don't uh, want to just i don't want to i mean good for her that she did it but i uh you know meme creations i just told you she's not a meme creator like she's an actual artist yeah it's but, just she made this but thing isn't it funny that as like a joke yes but you know isn't it funny that uh we also when we were talking to oscar boyson we were like, wow, Oscar Boyson, you're a legit movie producer, but you also made this funny meme video yeah, with Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. Like, that was an accomplishment. And it is. It's just, why it, was, it why floors, is this not an accomplishment? It is an accomplishment. I just, I, it's, it's like, a, it's like congratulating someone for their 20, their 15 minutes of fame. You know, I mean, it's content. 
It truly is content. She is a actual artist. Like she is. It's not like this then is. Let's promote like she's her some art. nobody. Let's promote her art. Okay. All right. Promote. Go on her Instagram Maybe and like check her out. Check her. I'm out. just saying if you if you are going to create something that has so and I I mean I don't like it that much but it it has undeniably affected the public it is conscious undeniably for some reason. Changed and she has Wall Street. she was the one that kind of started that. So she knows something so check her out. Sam, Anyways, I'm sorry I'm sorry for saying f you to you. Yeah, you were really anti that for no, some no, reason. No no no, I I was, thing, I was very anti meme. I just uh, I don't like it that we're uh, you know, promoting memes to this degree. This actually, us talking about this right now is making this meme live longer, and I want it to die. All that's, right, well, that's why I said, um, excuse my French, uh, but take your kids out of the room. But I, that's why I said, frick you, um, f you. The other thing, uh, fuck you. And for I some said. reason, I I can't get oh, fucking oh wow Twitter. All right, here we go. <laughs> um. Oh, so th- there's another thing uh, where um, I said on Twitter, and I'm trying to find it, and now I can't fucking find it because uh, it's gone. I don't know where it show, is. Are you about to show me why you're about to get canceled? Oh, here it is. Here it is. Uh, no. Uh, I I tweeted, in lieu of Bernie Jacket Mitten Mean going around, I think we should all give a shout out to Thomas Porter and Tom Duff for developing the Alpha Channel, right. which created that meme. Oh my god! And for those people who I'm don't know about you. the Alpha, I'm canceling right. you. <laughs> I'm shutting down. Right. This. Also, also on on Twitter on Well, there was this really funny thing from uh, Ted Cruz, where uh, uh, he said uh, MGM said something about how um, uh, uh, you. I was like, what, what was the first time you remember watching a movie or whatever? And Ted Cruz says, Fantasia. It was playing at a film revival. It scared me. I cried. I was four. My mom had to take me out. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, and, then- <laughs> and then everyone's like, Adam Scott is like, sounds like you sucked, as being, sucked at being a kid. And uh, what else? Uh, These- Seth Rogen was like, everyone was just kind of, it, it, it is kind of just like a funny <laughs> image. Well, uh, it, it was just really funny that like it made me laugh in the morning. Yeah, that uh, that did make me laugh. And then I saw that yeah. uh, Larry King died, and that made me sad. But then I also realized he was eighty-seven, uh, so I'm like, oh, he lived a very nice long life. I hope he was happy. Uh, so the day's topic, if you guys didn't know about it, um, we are talking about a little thing called McCarthyism. Really, I mean, um, it's not just. This was my idea. Uh, and right. Zach, so and Sam has dutifully been, uh, wanting to do it for quite some time. I have been wanting to do it for quite some time. Um, and I, I learned, I learned a great deal of, I mean, th- I mean, such a, what a like horrible time in America, like the fifties. I feel like everyone was just so scared of anything that wasn't white straight men in power and it kind of ate its own in a way this this uh 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 this obsession with like trying to like find like rat out the the anti-communists which also had like this like weird anti there was also the um 
like the anti-homosexuality as well, like in, involved in it, um, oh, like doing research that. for this. Well, yeah, I, so I like just... the Red Scare, so like the Red Scare had been going on, but like we're going to be focusing specifically on the 50s and some of the Hollywood actors that were blacklisted um, and uh, how that happened and kind of like the whole thing around it. And just some movies um, and uh, things and kind of the uh, the effect it had throughout the 50s. Um, I was uh, watching some videos and articles you sent to me. Uh, I was, uh, you know, doing my nightly read. And uh, this was what I read last night. And it's interesting to see that if, you know, because of this, um, even though they, they may not have agreed with their politics, they vastly affected Hollywood and then in that sense kind of maybe uh perpetuated the thought of communism more you know it was like kind of almost like a like a because you're shining light on it and you're upsetting the status quo now the people in charge are kind of putting light to it yeah I mean so like this all kind of started uh, b- before McCarthy, and I think McCarthy, I mean, was the epitome of this time period, but he was not the one, he was not the only person. Like, the, the whole McCarthy trials w- wasn't, it wasn't the, it wasn't like it came out of nowhere. Right, there was well, always, there was already this hatred towards communism and, like, trying to, like, find communists and this sort of witch trial sort of thing going on. I, um, and the really, na- the biggest... The name that keeps popping big- up too, I see, is Jay Purnell Thomas, who's the uh, lead of the Board of Amer- Un-American Activities, the uh, community. Oh yeah, uh, was that in the forties? That was like he in was the fifties when uh, okay. he was the guy who sentenced uh, the Hollywood Ten to one year jail. Okay. Which, by the way, the nineteen fifties Hollywood Ten documentary uh, was very I. <laughs> I thought it was. Yeah, well, let's give some background first before we. Because I didn't even know about this. Uh, In 1949, or sorry, 1947, there were 10 Hollywood producers, directors, and screenwriters. There was 10 of them all together. uh, All decided that not only are they not going to answer any of these questions for the um, House of Un American, the House of Un American Committee. Wait, what is it again? Uh, The House Un American Committee. Um, or HUAC, um, they all decided together that we are not going to cooperate, cooperate, and we are going to denounce these hearings because they're essentially a witch trial. And in doing so, uh, these 10 people were barred. Were, well, first off, they were sentenced to a year in prison and a, a $1,000 fine. Uh, but probably the biggest effect was the fact that they were completely barred from Hollywood uh, until like the mid sixties. Um, and they, there is one of their films. Um, uh, buh, 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 I'm trying to find it here. Um, one of their films, where is it? Salt of the earth, uh, which came out in 1954. Right. Which uh, by the way, I was trying, Oh, go on. Yeah, I mean, th- this film came out in 1954, and it was uh, a few of the the, the Hollywood Ten. Um, and, I, I mean, maybe I should just say the names of the Hollywood Ten. Give it. Uh, El- Elva Bessie, Herbert uh, uh, Bieberman, 
Lester Cole, Ed, uh, Edward Demetric, um, Ring, Lard, uh, Ring Lardner Jr., John Howard Larson, Albert Moltz, Samuel Ornitz, Adrian Scott, and Dalton Trumbo. Ah, uh, yes, from um, the famed Trumbo films starring and, Brian uh, Yeah, so they uh, some of them made this film, Saw the Earth, and every single movie studio because back then i mean there was still the studio system i guess the studio system was kind of over but it was still it still had a lot of power um yeah it wasn't they were just like we're not going to give you we're not going to give you any of our movies like mgm was like if you show this movie at your theater we're not going to give you any any uh mgm movies uh rko was like you show this film we're not going to and so it's like they, they it had no release so like these people were big names at the time and their careers were donezo um, um can i explain what uh the the, the title of the uh, what the um what the movie was about i'll just give the quick synopsis yes sure so this yeah. is in 1954 uh the hollywood 10 uh i think at this yeah definitely have been out of jail because they were all sentenced to one year yeah and so this is what the movie's about salt of the earth mexican workers at a zinc mine call a general strike it is only through the solidarity of the workers and the important and, and importantly the indomitable resolve of their wives, mothers, and daughters that they eventually triumph. Wow, I don't have to watch the movie now. I guess they win. Uh, but that sounds a lot like kind of what they were like. You know, they came together. They they stood by their beliefs of whatever, or even you know what. Some of them, I don't even know if some of them were communists, but I think some of them were more like, hey, uh, I don't have to tell you a darn Yeah, thing. I mean, it was, it, like, I, I highly recommend anyone interested in this, you should watch Hollywood, the Hollywood 10. It was a documentary in 1950, and we were talking about it briefly. It's on YouTube, very easy to watch. It is 15 minutes, and it is really interesting because you watch some of these these. You watch this movie and you realize that this movie ruined, like, further was a huge risk. And actually, the director of the movie, John Barry, was also blacklisted from Hollywood for releasing this. Um, and the movie is just these people saying, we're not communists. We just, like, didn't want, like, well, we think this they is. They don't say that. They kind of just they say, like, like, you don't have the right to, you know. Yeah, you, you they go into why this is wrong. And it's so many things it's like, oh yeah, like this this makes it's it's what we think now looking back on it. But this came out like at the height or like even right before the height. Like the McCarthy trials had literally just started in 1950. And like the end, I think December of 1950 was when McCarthy started doing his trials. So like this was right before it started like really getting out of control. And um he it's just incredible and like there was one line where one of the people were saying how um it when they asked us are you communists what they're really asking is have you ever been for peace because the whole entire you know cold war was just like those are the bad guys we're the good guys if you're not against a, like attacking these people <clears throat> then you're an enemy of the people it is not it was it was a way of I don't know. There was just so many things wrong with it. I mean, it wasn't even just that. Like, they were asking, like, have you ever been part of a leftist 
like club, like it, not even communist, just leftist. And like that was the tie that like brings people into oh being a communist. So the thing is, well, the thing I thought was really interesting about the film was it spends about, I think, seven minutes, perhaps going through each of the Hollywood 10 and what they do and kind of building them like like um, uh, Trump, uh, Dalton Trumbo, a family man, has written several books, nominated all great things. He went home, and guess what? He was sentenced one year prison. Yeah. Like it, it would always, it would go through their thing and then go, like, and little did he know that next year, one year prison. Like, I, I thought, like, at eventually, like, the last person, it was it was just going to be, uh, like, Lester Cole, great guy, one year prison. <laughs> they just, <laughs> like, just really quick, just, like, not It would have been funny if they had... Like, <laughs> they had one that like actually wasn't that good of a person and it was like he bob sucked. bob hope he was kind of an asshole uh, he also got a year of prison but it, it was like even so fast just like and then there was adrian scott why are you in prison oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey it'd be funny hey, if they hey, also had like a photo of him like really happy with the family and then the oh. next photo is just like, behind bars it's like what are you in prison and then there's like oh he almost got away prison uh, prison <laughs> Uh, 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 John Howard Larson. He was a fan. He was he was a filmmaker who was really good. At, what are we doing, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this ruined their lives. Uh, um, yeah. And um, sad, yes, it would suck today. Imagine you know Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Regina King. You know, all being being like. Although you know, one prison. of the one of the ten. Uh, 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 this Edmund D- D- Dimitric, Dimitric, he um he, ended up giving like, giving a sh- poop ton of names. Yeah, twenty. He came out twenty six names. Yeah, he came out and gave twenty six names. And just for uh, comparison, uh, Eliza Katzen or what's his what's his name? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, Eli, I, oh. Eli, because oh, Eli Kazan, no. uh, Eli Eliza Kazan, Kazan gave Eli. I think it's Eli. Uh, uh, Ela, Ela gave, he gave eight names, and and that was, I mean that like I feel like he's the most <clears throat> infamous for giving names, <clears throat> because there's a few people who, I mean not not just the the Hollywood Ten were the biggest ones that were blacklisted, but there was a lot of big stars that were blacklisted because of these these uh, these, not just McCarthy but like these these whole trials going on. And some of it was by J. Edgar Hoover, was, was, who was also very much involved in this. Um, one of the biggest ones is Charlie Chaplin. I mean, Charlie Chaplin, in 52, when McCarthy was having these hearings, would, took a, was taking a train to just to visit Europe, or not a train, a boat to visit Europe. On his way there, like as soon as he leaves America, they, he, get, he finds out that his visa is now done and he has to appear in trial in person and of course that's what they want they want these actors to be like publicly humiliated in front of like a live audience so like there it was kind of like this thing of just like you have to embarrass yourself forever to come back and Chaplin was like no I'm not doing that I'm moving to Switzerland uh Orson Welles as well he uh, like during the the 40s, whenever he was seeing like all of this stuff was starting to come out against him, he just booked it and and moved to Europe, 
and stayed in Europe for such a long time. Like these two big American directors. Well, I guess Charlie Chaplin's British, but they made their money in America. Speaking of which, it's actually uh, on Thursday was the 100th uh, anniversary of The Kid, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, um, also, can I give uh, so out of all the the people who helped um, the un-American, the Board of Un-American uh, Activities Committee was this man named Martin Burke Berkeley, who named 161 names uh, yeah. to uh, HUAC. Uh, he was a and... screenwriter for Tranchula and Revenge of the Creature. He was a, kind of a B-movie uh, writer guy. But he, you want to hear a funny, not funny, but a thing, an excerpt that he particularly uh, called out John Howard Larson, who was one of the Hollywood t- the Ten. Um, and this is what he had to say. He said that John Howard Larson was the grand poobah of the communist movement who speaks with the voice of Stalin and the bells of the Kremlin. So... Yeah, imagine that's pretty. Being uh, called the, the grand poobah of the. Communist. I kind of want to be. I am no. I'm gonna. I'm I gonna am start. Not, I am no poobah, sir. I'm gonna start announcing myself as the grand poobah, Samford. Um, I mean, so like how they would do this? They would start off by like you couldn't. They would say, uh, you have like they would bring you to these trials, and. They ask you, are you communist? And the only way to, like, confirm that you are not a communist is to name names. So there was a great deal of pressure to name names. Because if you don't name names, then you're essentially a communist. And and that's kind of how it works. As soon as you were put on trial, you're either a communist or you give us a bunch of names. And the the person that you said, uh, uh, the person that gave 160 one name is Martin Berkeley. They even said, like, you're giving us way too many names. We didn't even ask yeah. for this many names. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I saw so that. this They're guy like, come on, really. Down. But uh, Kazan, um, who did On the Waterfront, and a lot of people point to On the Waterfront of as him kind of trying to come to terms with the fact that he na- he was one of the people that named names. And... Um, and he was probably the biggest, most famous person who gave names. I mean, he was a huge. He did On the Waterfront. Uh, he did um, uh, 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 East of Eden. Um, he did a lot of big movies from the 50s. And um, there was, they gave him a uh, a special award for like a lifetime achievement in like the 90s, 2000s, something like that. And even at that point in Hollywood, I mean, this had been like been 50 years people were like refusing to stand up and like the, it was it was still like this whole this 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 uh, uh there's still a lot of animosity towards Kazan um for what he did uh cuz like essentially you're ruining people's careers just by saying their names and he also was a communist like he was a communist and he was naming the other people that, who were also communists with him isn't that how it always goes though and always it's always the communists that rat out the well, communists no, like isn't that who what it is is like the people who um are you know blaming other people or the people who are like legitimately the people who are you know what's funny problem? this is this is slightly off of 
that question, but um, uh, Luis uh, Brun Brunwell, Brun well, Brunwell, Brunwell, um, he was also a communist, and he moved to Mexico around this time. Nice. So I'm thinking maybe he was also probably. Oh wait, he was also like he was his career was ruined by Salvador Dali for being called a communist. Dali. It's just crazy how the the hatred of con- communism was so intense in the 50s and it's still done today. Like the 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 right is still calling people communist and it's it just seems like such an outdated like have we not learned our lesson from the 50s and do you think we what, go would ever be called out as communists if there was a uh, no? Because I am uh, part two. I don't know. I mean, I would say, I would if we wanted it. to get into politics, I am. I would say I am not a communist. I am a socialist. If I had to choose one, okay. Well, that's that's Sam. That's to to the crazy people, which a lot of them are in Congress. Uh, that sounds like communism. To them because socialism yeah, and that's, is just a that's jump the thing is people are people take communism and they it is i mean obviously it's close but the difference is communism is uh you take and people who know this stuff more details is probably getting angry but this is kind of the rundown communism is everyone shares everything right i don't think that's i don't see how that makes sense i don't see how that could ever work me, no, uh, like but socialism but socialism yeah. is just more you know universal health care it's you know giving everyone kind of equal opportunities um by having more money to give to people so they don't have to pay five thousand dollars for hospital bills just because they don't have the best job in the world that offers the best insurance um i don't know but there is this thing in communism, though, or at least in Marxist communism, that they believe socialism is the first step to communism. Like socialism happens and then communism happens, which I don't believe needs to be the case. But uh, yeah. well, a lot of people would disagree with you. And that's why I think if uh, this did. Well, it's again, a complicated thing. I mean, be... it, it's it is a complicated uh opinion because all of like all 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 these like any way of dealing with how to have a best society is a very complicated question there is always going to be uh 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 what's the word contradictions to everything um and nothing is really perfect because humans are very unpredictable um but back to by the way if you, you said that you um you would classify yourself as a socialist you know what i would class i don't know if i would uh, sorry i don't know if i would class myself as a socialist i don't know exactly what i am i but i i agree with a lot of socialist um like policies actually never mind i don't want to i don't want to announce my politics but you know uh, one thing that kind of interests me in college that i thought to myself wow that really emulates what i think is this thing called the christian Democratic Union of Germany. It is a Christian, uh, dem- democratic, democratic, and democratic. liberal and liberal conservative political party. It takes all the good stuff. It sounds what it is. Is it takes all the good stuff from the left, 
and mixes it with the right, like all the economic parts of the left, and mm. takes all the um, you know, more free will and stuff from the. Sounds like left. a libertarian to me. Libertarian? Ah, oh, no, 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 no. Libertarians, in my opinion, libertarians all are right. just like you. This do isn't you. a politics show. Uh, we're not IndieWire, who for some reason talks about CNN ratings. Or that guy um, from uh, Pod uh, Stunk America. What is it? What's his name? Uh, Tom? John Tom? Lovett. John Lovett. That's right. I always love remember it or leave it. it. I always remember that because John Lovett was the kind of the funny fat guy from SNL. I mean, politics and, and entertainment, like, they, go they kind of go in hand, hand in hand. Well, I mean, you see, nowadays, you see the, the inauguration. Well, you see the inauguration and you see all of these singers you see the the person that sang uh love game singing the national anthem lady gaga's up there you know 10 years ago she's singing about jumping on someone's love stick <laughs> and now he's or disco stick and now he's uh or she's um just on on tv like singing the, yeah, singing have, the national anthem you, in front of a 78 year old man right and and then you also have this like 22 year old poet you know going up there and going like joe biden is like bosnia they're uh, really into two thumbs undecidia like what is she talking about like that's great for us but come on man the, guy, the the poem was was powerful. I but I, she did, I, I thought she it did was throw powerful. in some I'm just two thumbs undecided things. She kept doing for anybody who hasn't read the poem, it was basically <laughs> just two thumbs undecided propaganda, which I love, but it was a really major time in our so, history. So I, I want to very quickly go over though, um, McCarthy. Because I went into this thinking about McCarthy. like I was like, we're gonna talk about McCarthy, not realizing that a lot of the blacklists that went on in Hollywood was underway before McCarthy came into being. Um, and McCarthy came into, like, he became a senator in 46. And uh, he, and it's, it's so, it is so, like, you know, like the maturing candidate, right? Where, like, that one scene in maturing candidate where a uh, representative or a senator has, I have a list of, you know, this so-and-so names. Oh, I and, know. um and you know Frank Sinatra is there as like the 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 guard or whatever but like it is exactly that is exactly what happened that scene happened in 1950 in West Virginia uh in uh blah, 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 Wheeling West Virginia on February 9th 1950 he just stood up and was just like I have 205 names um in the state department in Truman's presidency because at the time the democrats were still in charge um and apparently there was like another draft of it that he sent to Truman earlier um, that had 57 names. <laughs> and then somehow uh, one draft that came out had 20, 205. So he had to like change the number. Um, and he never gave this list. Like the list that he had of the 205 names, he just made up a number. Like there was never a list. He never provided this list. Um, and yeah, and then it just turned into this... Um, this witch hunt basically and it was it was condoned by the right but they also realized that he is a psychopath like they they realized fairly early that this guy is kind of nuts but we're gonna let him go because it kind of there was i mean the red scare was so big at the time well you know um, you know what helped uh defeat uh mccarthyism or mccarthy himself was uh what? E edward uh, e uh 
Edward E. Morrow, the yeah Edward E. Uh, Edward R. Morrow, uh, who was the um, famous news reporter. Uh, one of his programs was See It Now, and he was a public uh, criticizer of McCarthy, saying what he was saying was unwieldy and false, and he would give like examples of it, and he at and McCarthy would like rebuke him. And he said, okay, mm-hmm. if you want to go at it, come on my show and we can talk about it. And they did. And it was very blatant that, like, you know, McCarthy was, well, there was a drunken fool. There was a lot of things. There was a lot of things that kind of was his demise. And I'm sure that didn't help. But um, there was starting a, in, like, the I early— remember there, Starting in the early—what? I'm, what, well, I'm there, trying to go re- chronologically. But, I'm just, oh, okay. Because there's the starting super in famous the, line from— the Yeah, movie. I'm going to get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, the, I mean, like in the fifties and 51, like the early fifties, um, right when the, the, the Korean war started, he was, um, it was kind of like this media, like spectacle, like he was on the cover of new week, newsweek of times. And he was like, had a lot of power. Like it wasn't like people let him go, even though they knew he was a psychopath. It's like if today the right was just like, let's just let, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of like Trump in a way. <laughs> it's like, we know this guy's a psychopath, but he doesn't hurt our case. And, you know, he's doing, it's a nice distraction that's kind of helping us in some ways. Um, but he um, was ruining political politicians' career. I mean, Miller, Miller uh, Tidings, uh, who was a, I guess, a conservative Democrat, um, lost her the 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 re-election or their re-election um because they were opposed to mccarthyism and then mccarthy called this person like very focused focused on uh millard and said that this person was an egg-sucking liberal and ruined uh their career and i mean there was a few politicians like that and and eventually in 52 the republicans you know, won everything and won the Senate. They were, they had a majority. It was a slim majority, but they won. And Eisenhower became the president. And like you would think that like once the Republicans won everything, like this would kind of start to dissipate. But McCarthy just started going in on on a variety. It was still going. And uh, Eisenhower said like I'm just not going to uh, I'm just going to ignore him. Because I I don't really condone this, but like uh, I I'm not I'm not going to do anything about it. Well, and that was kind of how everyone felt about him up until until '54 when he was finally kind of uh, quenched. Uh, well, he it, was quenched. Yeah. Well, sure. uh, not only that, but he was welched, if you will, uh, because so the see it now interview was around in like March 9th. Uh, 1954 with Ed, uh, Edward R. Morrow. And then at, in June 9th, 1954, um, there was uh, the Army's chief legal representative, Joseph Nine Welch, uh, was exa- like cross-examining uh, McCarthy. And mm-hmm. uh, this was the one where he, like, he w- asked McCarthy for a list of 100... Welch challenged Roy Cohn to provide U.S. Attorney General Herbert Brownwell Jr. with McCarthy's list of 130 communists um, mm-hmm. before the 
suddenly went down. McCarthy didn't have all these uh, lists and started to try to back himself up, but he had one name, Fred Fisher, and just went on to like kind of these baseless attacks. And um, it, until uh, Welch responded with the famous line where he's like, let us not assassinate this lad farther, Senator. You've done enough. Have you no sense of decency, sir, at and long last? Is. Have you have you left no sense of decency? And then when McCarthy was drunkenly uh, trying to get out some words, he's like, ah, call the next witness. So that was kind of yeah. like the Enzo. Like, that was like, oh, uh, this guy's a fool. This guy is a sweaty looking. Yeah. Weirdo. And it wasn't until December 2nd of 1954, the Senate, the Senate finally voted uh, with a pretty big majority, 67 to 22 to censure him, which lost all of his influence. I mean, he was the the Senate, he was the chairman of Senate Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations. Like he was, he had like a really high position and they, he lost that. Um, they didn't kick him out, but he was immediately voted out of, uh, voted out. Uh, and he was the, um, he was the senator from Arkansas, by the way. Yeah. And he, when, um, when so happened, he was voted out. Yeah. But something that I, I read that was interesting, and it was one of the articles that I sent you, Zach, um, was uh, that line, like, have you no decency? Um, there was a a lot of focus on Roy Cohen uh, Shine, uh, G. David uh, Shine, and um, Shiny, McCarthy as, as like... As like this weird love triangle, like they really thought like there was like this a lot of so much homophobia and the fact that there was these two young, like 20 year old men like talking with McCarthy got wrapped up into like this, this kind of under, you know, it wasn't publicly announced, but like there was like, it seemed like a lot of people was trying to push this narrative that these three were like, have, were having like menage a trois and stuff. And this was from the left. And that's kind of uh, like the left was kind of coaxing this theory of like, oh, these guys are just gay people. And it was part of this lavender scare, uh, scare. You know, there's the red scare, which was communists. There was the lavender scale scare, which was the scare of homophobia. And it was kind of mixed together. And, um, you know, it was from both sides. McCarthy said communists and queers have the America people in a hypnotic trance. So McCarthy was like, combining like outspokenly combining communists and queers as as one group um eisenhower in the same in 53 had the executive order 10450 which barred all homosexuals from working in federal government um and so there was like around this time there was such a strong hatred towards uh gay people i mean the 50s was a horrible time like what i was saying for anyone who wasn't a white straight male who was Republican. Um, and the, the, the line, have you no decency can sometimes be in, like, I was reading an article that was inferring that like, have you no decency because you're a gay man? Like, how can you be a gay man? Basically? Like it was kind of insinuating that like he was mocking him for being gay. Wait, and McCarthy? I mean, he was mocking no McCarthy. the the person who said it the person who said it um the line uh welsh. uh welsh um when he said have you no decency um it was kind of just like 
you have no decency because you're gay. Um, and Andrew, I mean, Andy uh, Cohen. Uh, yeah, sorry, Roy Cohen um, was a gay man. I mean, he 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 died of AIDS in like the '86, and like uh, Roger Stone. Roger Stone said he wasn't gay; he just liked having sex with men. And it's like there's all of these weird things Roger of like Stone, such like that's the guy from and, today. Yeah, I oh. mean, Andy or Roy Cohen was the one that got Trump into politics. Like Roy Cohen is. Roy Cohen is a huge, was a huge political influencer throughout the 70s and and 80s and like was a big proponent of Trump getting into politics in the 70s and 80s. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, well, no, he but was his like lawyer. He was. Um... Yeah. I mean, he was the original Rudy Giuliani. Um, but like all of these people kept popping up in the 50s. It was the McCarthy trial and the 70s. It was Watergate. You know, and then and then and then it comes back up with 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 Trump. And I feel like the world that they wanted the most was the 80s. Like the, the these, you know, this trickle down Reaganomics economy was like what these politicians were like always kind of pushing for. You know, feed the have the rich get richer kind of deal. And um, but anyway, I thought that was an interesting interpretation of it because it really was there was like this on the on the left they were really pushing this idea of like these people are gay and that's bad and we got to get these people out of this and that was kind of part of the way that they were taken down um and mccarthy you know his reputation ruined uh he died at 40s in his 40s from alcohol like he was an alcoholic um and yeah but i mean you you see this stuff still kind of going on today in politics of, you know, the right still hates Hollywood. Uh, it's because they it's can't just, make it's a just, good movie. You got it's just, it was a Eastwood, but... very interesting time. And it kind of ate its own. I mean, McCarthy got destroyed because of this. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, now to end on a non-serious note, uh, B movie and B movie is trending on Twitter, <laughs> as it should, as it should, as it should. Um, why? Larry King. Ah, yeah, but that's that's funny. Well, anyways, thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully you learned something. Hopefully you had a good time. I uh, hope you. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did. But uh, that's it for today, and uh, tune in next week. All right. Stay clean, Spider-Man.